So welcome to the very first bite-sized Irish Gaelic podcast. I'm Owen, and if you're learning to speak Irish outside of Ireland, this is the podcast for you. And for all about this podcast, go to bitesizeirishgaelic.com forward slash podcast. And today, the very first podcast, I'm very happy to have my friend Liam on the show. In we're here in Limnach in Limerick, Ireland. Father Shach Liam. Kormagot. Konstantin Yov. Intergarfad. Labra. Labra. Saurig. Tasha Janix. The Tronona. Sort of tears to Arm Kahamira. Relenny with the Raglish. So it's a bit weird for us, I think, isn't it, Liam, to be speaking in English together? Cause like, yes, yes. We're usually Most speaking... of the time it's Irish, that's, yeah. right. that's right. And when we're starting off the podcast, some people might know it as Irish or Irish Gaelic or just yes. Gaelic. But we're two guys living in the west of Ireland and with different interests. So Liam, like, tell me a little about yourself. <laughs> How would you introduce yourself in two sentences? What would you say? Cracked and, <laughs> <laughs> and Gaelic. Yeah, cool. Mm. So you grew up around near Limerick City, but wasn't it out in the... Yeah, just uh, about seven or eight miles outside of Limerick City. What's the place called? Um, a place called Barrington's Bridge. A little um, village, hamlet you could call it. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Yeah. And you lived there all your life? I've lived there all my life. Yeah. Well, apart from a few spells in college and <laughs> <laughs> travelling abroad. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. sort of thing. You know, we have so. to get out. But it's nice yeah. to be out in, out in the countryside too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's lovely, yeah. Yeah. So we're sitting here in my home. Um, there's probably dogs barking outside. There's baby Liam in the next room <laughs> who could be crying, but sure, that's the way these podcasts go, isn't it? You're, first of all, you're into your Irish language, yes. it's safe to say, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. you've been learning Welsh, or you had been learning Welsh as well. That's right, yeah. How did you get into being interested in Irish? Because the average Irish person is not interested in the Irish language especially, so... Mm. Yeah, um, well, I suppose, like most Irish people, certainly secondary school, zero interest. Mm. Even in college, there was zero interest. I'd say it was my final year in college. What kind of age were you then, just so people I suppose understand? usual, 22, 21. Okay. Yeah, 21. Um, I suppose I met up the Irish Society in college hmm. and went to a few events. What even made you go there? Because most people would not <laughs> bother to meet other people in an Irish society. So. Well, I suppose, look, they had good parties as well. <laughs> <You know? laughs> to be honest about it, like, yeah, they, crack they, in they the did, book? they did. So was that really reawakened an interest hmm. for me in Irish, yeah. Were your parents at all interested in this kind of side of Irish life or No. No, no not, not at, at all. all. Not at all. Interesting, yeah. So then I suppose I went to Australia just a few months after graduation. Mm-hmm. And it was there that I really got an interest in it because I actually went to Surrey Hills. Sorry, what's that? Um it's the Common Nguilga and Hostrala, the uh-huh. sort of Irish language Society in Australia. Uh-huh. One of our principal places is in Surrey Hills in Sydney. Hmm. And I actually, believe it or not, ended up in classes in Sydney. <laughs> Were you learning? Um, or? With, uh, all these fluent like uh, English guys and Aussie guys. Cool. So they know, had surrounded to me. speak Irish. Yeah, they yeah. were at that stage were more fluent than myself. Cool. And the barman. <laughs> the barman spoke Irish. Because <laughs> there was a little bar there as well, like, you know. Cool. 
So it was great, nice. yeah. And yeah. like, how long did you spend in those lessons or around there? I was there a few months, like I was oh, yeah. three months there. Were you working or just on holidays? Or? Oh, I was working, yeah, mm. I was working all right. And then, you see, after that, I moved to Melbourne. Hmm. And Melbourne, there's even more Irish language scene in Melbourne. Okay. Excellent. Mm. I don't know. There's they have singing nights. Well. They have Shannon uh-huh. singing nights and all sorts there. Like, mm. you know? What's Shannon singing? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there's no real definition of Shannon singing. But for me, I suppose it's unaccompanied singing in the Irish language. Mm. So which means it's not just because a song is in Irish language even doesn't mean it's Shannon's. Right. How well. would you literally translate Shannon's? Old style. Well, it's, it's very ornamental singing mm, yeah. it can be very sad and mm. the notes in the middle and the end are always lengthened mm. basically what do you think right this is very hard to do but the average mm. Irish person what do they think of Shannos if they hear it on balling <laughs> be kind of balling kind of balling yeah I yeah. would say so balling crying right balling <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. balling crying even yeah yeah, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. okay now so I know you as Liam O'Brien. Yes, but that's right. you were born as? William O'Brien, <laughs> yes. So legally in Ireland, isn't this the case that you're basically, okay, it can take a bit of paperwork if you've established yourself in a certain uh-huh. Irish version of your name or the English yeah. equivalent of your name. Yeah. But we have the legal right in Ireland to use either, isn't that right? That's right, that's yeah. absolutely right, yeah, yeah. So you grew up William O'Brien, but... Was it in your 20s you Again, became... Again, yeah. I'd say it was probably 20, 24 thereabouts, right. just kind of came back from Australia. Yeah. Um, I suppose what I started with was my passport, when I came mm-hmm. home, I changed my passport. Because it was when you... Yes. And then after that, you go into your driving license, your insurance, mm. um, your tax, your bank, mm. all that sort of stuff. And it can be hard, but I guess once you have the passport... Yeah, the passport was fine. That's... Once that was done then... You could change pretty much everything else. All you need really is a passport and a few months' bank statements, and okay. you're, you're kind of sorted. I'm not totally sure though <laughs> how legal it is. Like I have changed my name, but not legally. Obviously, your birth certificate is still William. Yes, that would be right. Yeah, your Irish passport yeah. says Liam. Yes, that's right? right. Yeah. So as long as you have that, that's it. That's the proof. I mean, you can always <laughs> switch back to William if you get kicked out of some country. <laughs> I was always thinking of that, like, you know, it's, Isn't that a, what they say? it's a fallback, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like the Irish people going to Australia, who would be there a few times, <laughs> and a few different names, Under you know, the Irish names. name and the English name. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you, just uh, out of a matter of interest, do you give your address in Irish? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I find it a bit hard, like... But so I always put down County Limerick at the end, just, oh, just okay. to be at least the people know what county it's in. So you, uh, let's say, just your surname is... O bringing so that mm. O is an O father, mm, and yes. for or with a sheen of father, and for people who don't know, there's a an accented. It's a line above the O, so I'm sure Liam that you often get an apostrophe thrown into your surname, do you? By no, no. Usually there's no basically there's there, there's no O father. Obviously, that's people you know they don't. Yeah, you know, they can't type the character. The character, the accent, yeah, like. yeah, yeah. but. Just by habit, they kind of... For me, anyway, with yeah. O'Krahur, that's yeah, my yeah. surname. Yes. So they throw in the apostrophe when they're typing it, and you get a lot of that. Yeah. Oh. Or yeah, what I get is um, more, I suppose, people saying you're Liam O'Brien. Mm. Even though it's spelt O for the B-R-I-A-I-N. Mm. I say, no, it's O'Brien. O'Brien, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was giving my name at the local university where I work, 
in another company because I'm a web developer there. And uh, I had to give my name for the registration card for the oh. campus card. I was telling her my name. I said, would you mind making sure you write in the fathers? So she told me, sorry, that's not possible. I told her, oh, just with the Irish keyboard, you know, you can press control alt and the letter if you have that setting. And she tried it and she said, no, that's not possible. Control alt and, and it was 0201 or something. Oh, that's for the alt numbers as well. That's yeah, another one, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The thing was, mm. she was using caps lock right. instead of the shift key. Yes, okay, yes. small thing, right? But she was just telling me, no, that is not possible. I'll give you another example while we're on the subject. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I was yeah. booking a flight with Aer Lingus, so that's Ireland's national carrier. And I typed in my name with all the accents and they told me that my name was invalid. So I contacted their customer service and I said, like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> my name is not invalid. You better fix your systems. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those little things. Yeah. So we'll jump on. Um, you are interested in a bit of like we said, Shannos singing, but you like yeah. your Shannos dancing. As oh, well, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah it's Can you explain what it brilliant. is? Or? Shannos dancing, it's, again, it's all-style dancing, it's all-style steps mm. that originally have come from Connemara and Clare. Mm-hmm. And mm. up until recently, I'd say up until about five years ago, it was only confined to Clare, to Connemara. It's small little Gwilto area in Meath called Ratcarn. Mm. But since then, it has just blossomed all over, mm. all over the country. Can I just wonder whether it's T.G. Cahar? Yes, it's definitely down to, down to that because they actually televise that every year. Yeah, uh, so just to explain the TG Cahar written the letters TG and 4, that's the Irish language TV station that we've had probably in Ireland 15 years. Yeah, that's right. Something like that. Yeah. It's a massive resource for Irish learners abroad, I think, because you can watch it for free. They hard code the subtitles in English, which there's a lot of complaints about, but it's a good resource when you're learning or starting off. So they televised the dancing? So they televised the dancing championship. It's basically, at this stage, it's actually the world channels dancing yeah. championships, essentially, because we now have people, last year I noticed from New York and the yeah. Czech Republic, yeah, who actually travelled yeah. yeah. from those countries to Ireland for it. So we can safely say it is the world champion. The world championship at this stage. <laughs> well, I was going to say a bit like the baseball world championship, but okay, for people listening and who are into that kind of thing, they're shouting at me for using the wrong name. And okay, there's a couple of countries in that. Okay, so have you ever entered for this championship? I haven't. I did about eight or nine months, two years ago, mm-hmm. in UL actually. Mm, that's the University of Limerick here. That's right. Yeah. An American guy, Nick, was teaching us and he was absolutely brilliant. Huh. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. Hmm. So it's good to have a few steps anyway. I'd say it's good exercise <laughs> too, isn't it? It is. It's seriously <laughs> hard exercise. Yeah. But it would be a person in front of the fire, basically, like entertaining the... Oh, absolutely. The, crowd, uh, the thing with Shannos dancing is you kind of dance in a square. Okay, what do you mean? You, you don't move you, around You much. don't go... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. And you can go forward and back and decide... So do you kind of work the floor square? You work the floor square, exactly. <laughs> and people have been known to dance on tables as well. That's just a perfect platform for channels dancing. <laughs> Excellent. And do the hands, the arms flap around much? Or? There's different styles. Oh, okay. It's a loose style of dancing. So some people have the arms like down by the side. 
and mm. others have the arms up in the air all the time they're dancing. Mm. That'd be quite like a bit of flair to that, isn't it? Yeah, there is. That's why it's. I don't think it's a staid as Irish dancing, yeah. where they have to have the hands rigidly right pulled in. And then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. So, like, are you dancing these days, or is it just kind of an interest you have? In... Uh, it's an interest <laughs> I have every so often I pop up in a, in a pub, of course, <laughs> after a few drinks. <laughs> Where else? Uh, yeah. You know. So, sure, why not? We'll jump into a bit of Irish again. So, we're in a den right? So, I've asked him to get in with in Gwaelimni, Emlina. That's so good. Yeah, Well, more on Dini, Foster and Lista. Well, Ta, Ta Harter, Shukado, Dinna, or Lista. It is, yeah. So, or meetup.com. Meetup.com, yeah. Meetup.com. Goilimni, Shin and Grupa, as I'm just got a Cosmother Kayla, and Sitting Taverna, and Vicupler Rodada Renner, and I've. Shulodi, Stolen. Mm-hmm. V Trust Trora. Museum, August. Oh, it's yeah. in Gallery Alley in Chama. Yeah, but she could ask Casser Dini. Dini Nua, Dini Better. Yeah. Dini Dini Oh, no, i Just to switch back to English, so how Liam and myself actually met was Liam got in contact with me and it was with an interest to like set up a meetup group, wasn't it? That's um, right, yeah. yeah. For like Irish speakers, so just meet up and have a chat. Ask Gaelic in Irish. So that was a good three years ago, I would say, was it? Yeah, yeah. Right up with the third anniversary this stage. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? We take kind of summer off. It's deserved. Yeah, we deserve it. Yeah, but uh, we meet up in the local pubs in Limerick, and mm. we've gone on a few walks as well. That's right. I guided tours of museums, art galleries. Yeah. yeah. I saw new things in Limerick City just through this group. There's always a new person who shows up. They actually seem to get younger and younger, don't they? The yeah, people who show yeah, up. the age profile. I mean, it's all ages, really. It's excellent, yeah. There's maybe some people listening to this who have a particular interest of meeting Irish speakers, but they're telling me, I'm in the middle of the state. There's absolutely nobody who wants to meet up. Mm, I wonder if there's maybe like an Irish pub near them or something like that, but... What we found to be a great mechanism for Gwaelimni in Limerick is using meetup.com. So I think that's a great tip if you're trying to start to meet people for learning Irish or for whatever other subject. Its best job is to get in contact with people, doesn't it? So it like sends out the emails for you and stuff like that. Yeah. Publicizes it, yeah. So Liam, there was another thing we had a laugh about before. You were learning Spanish, right? Or... You had the intention to? I had the intention to. Right, so tell I us... I had a good intentions. <laughs> tell us the story, like, where were you going to? Well, I wanted somewhere more exotic than Spain. Right. <laughs> the Irish people, Spain isn't that exotic. Yeah, a lot of people go from Ireland yeah, just you go your holidays to Spain. Yeah. Right. So I was either going to be somewhere like Guatemala or Cuba or mm-hmm. Argentina. So I said, what the heck, I'll pick Cuba. Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> so looked up in Cuba and there was going to be a Spanish language school. Mm-hmm. and you'd have lessons in the morning, usual story, and then in the afternoon you'd have trips or you'd play sport or maybe go to the pub, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> usual story. with the crowd. With the crowd, you know. Yeah. When I got there, of a Saturday evening, I was put in with a, a host family, 
and now I had requested an apartment mm-hmm. for the duration of the, the three weeks stay. I bet you paid extra for that, did you? I did, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you know, Monday morning, mm. <laughs> into the apartment comes Jose. <laughs> Who else would Jose? <laughs> was I was just saying to him, well, where's the language school? And he said, well, I'm your teacher. <laughs> and it's kind of like it, like, you know. That went on for a few days. So you're kind of thinking, okay, where's the school? Where's the school, yeah. Yeah, where are the people? It was about three days later before I met the actual school director. Oh. Reinaldo. And uh, (laughs) he kind of said to me that this is the school. People are taught individually or collectively if they are at the same level. And now he said that that I was a complete beginner Mm -hmm. and there was three other women and they were like you know intermediate and too advanced mm-hmm. so we couldn't have classes all together okay when i actually said well, well surely we can like meet you know yeah. after classes he wasn't too pushed on that hmm. so yeah did those people exist they did exist did they there, really? was, there was one swiss lady i met all right yeah briefly oh, okay <laughs> there'd be like an uprising of students if you got together <laughs> there, was, there was four students and it was him and his wife and Jose were at language school, so there was nearly as many students as teachers. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it was great. It was just great to go to a different country anyway. Hmm. Must have been interesting. Like, you know, I wasn't like living in a hotel room. Hmm. I was actually in an apartment in the old part of Havana. So that was yeah, great. Lovely, yeah, yeah. So... Did you stick with the language school or? Um, I actually went home after two or three weeks. Oh, yeah. I was finding the... <laughs> The afternoons and the, the nights <laughs> hard to uh, uh, put down. So you live anyway, and learn, but you live and learn. What can you do? Yeah. So on the subject of language learning, like you've been or you had been, I don't know, uh, learning a bit of Welsh. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Welsh is another Celtic language, like the Irish language or Irish Gaelic. Yeah, it's belonging to the P Celtic branch. And so like, what does that mean? Or P Celtic, it's languages like Cornish, Breton, Welsh as well. Yeah. Okay. And then the, there's you have the Sea Celtic branch of languages, right. which, you know, is Irish Gaelic and Manx Gaelic, Scots Gaelic. Mm. So Manx Gaelic is Isle of Man, right? Yeah, that's right. And that sits between the islands of Ireland and Great Britain. That's right. And then Scots Gaelic, as I've learned that people call it really, even in English. So is a really close relation to Irish that's Gaelic, right especially right? the Donegal up Gaelic. in the north of Ireland yeah so really it was a continuous kind of accent at one point I would say that you can see Scotland from the top point of Ireland northeast so yeah but uh, Welsh it's a different language yes so what are it, the it, similarities it, it, with Irish or are there be honest there, there are not a lot of similarities yeah okay because you have these double barrel consonants at the beginning and okay. ends of words, mm. which makes it completely different. Hmm. So basically, like, you know, you can have a double L at the beginning of a word. It could be pronounced cl. <laughs> really, yeah. Yeah. Basically, at the end of the word, a double L pronounced get <laughs> Like that. <laughs> Say that again. Get Get mm, like Excellent, that. yeah. Okay. Um, Did you keep learning? Last summer. I did an exam in the University of Bangor in North West Wales Mm. and I passed basically yeah Yeah. that was a beginner's two exam 
their five official levels that they have in Wales. They, mm-hmm. you know, maybe compared to Ireland, they actually have five levels. Okay. Say the beginners, the beginners to the intermediate, the advanced, and the fluent. You know, mm. it's much clearer your progress okay. in Wales. Because you're referring to there is an Irish qualification, the TED. That's Te- right. Keg, right? We might talk about that a bit more on another podcast. Like we had a bite-sized Irish Gaelic member staying with us, Terry. Uh, he was staying with us early in the summer and he was doing that exam in Maynooth University in Ireland. Just to finish up quickly, because we are running out of time, but I was just wondering, had you met Irish language learners like outside of Ireland at all? In Ireland. In or outside of Ireland. Oh yeah, in and outside. Well, yeah. it was just happened that two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was in Arnmore Island. That's off the coast of Donegal. It's in the mm. northwest Donegal. It's in, in the Gwaeltucht. Lovely. Out in the Atlantic. Oh, the Atlantic, yeah. yeah. And one of the people on the trip was a fellow called Guy, mm-hmm. living now in Castlebar. And you might know from his name, Guy, he's French. Mm. And he was able to speak. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He was <laughs> yeah. able to sing Shannon songs was as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny, isn't it? The people who seem to be into learning Irish, it's not just a language in isolation. Mm. Irish is almost like a medium into tapping into like a lot of Ireland's traditional culture, isn't it? Absolutely, it's just the gateway. It kind of sounded like that's how it happened to you as well. Like Yeah, because basically if you want to know about the place names or if you want to know about the history or the songs, mm. then you really have to have some grasp of Irish. Some grasp, yeah. at least. Mm. I find it a bit funny that, <laughs> you know, Irish people, it seems that it's almost wiped out of memory that three, four, five generations ago, whatever it, it may be, that their ancestors definitely spoke Irish. Well, depending on your background, but pretty much the average Irish person. And, you know, it's kind of forgotten in a way or, you know, almost shunned. Yeah. It's definitely fair to say it's that. It's fair to say it's shunned. Three yeah. quarters of the population, absolutely. What I find interesting is we're talking about people from backgrounds. Yeah. For instance, up in Belfast, in East mm-hmm. Belfast, mm-hmm. I suppose the loyalists or the areas that. How would you explain what does loyal, loyalist yeah. mean? Yeah, loyalist, as in they're loyal to Britain, would be very much supportive of British rule in Belfast and mm-hmm. Northern Ireland in general. Mm-hmm. And you would think, obviously, then that mm-hmm. learning Irish would be sort of the antithesis. For them, they actually now have uh, language classes up and running in East Belfast, and they have an East Belfast Irish language festival. Okay, you know, like compare that you... compare that to Limerick, as I like say. Oh, that's true, isn't it? <laughs> you know, the, well, there's not that much going on in Limerick, say for example. Yeah, so Belfast is a great example of like urban Irish, isn't it? Belfast very very strong for urban Irish, mm. especially if you go to West Belfast. Mm. They have Irish speaking cafes and pubs you know mm-hmm. where it's just natural language mm-hmm. yeah cool yeah and have you been on your travels outside of ireland and came across people or yeah and learning the, irish or? well there was a barman in the owl triangle pub in halifax nova scotia mm, um, Canada. he was going to saint mary's university in halifax mm. and he had irish mm. for instance and when i was in australia there was a vet in Sydney 
who was a fluent Irish speaker, you know, <laughs> from Sydney, you know. And the barman in the Gaelic bar, in the mm-hmm. Irish bar in Sydney, from Vancouver, he had Irish. Let me get it right, he was a Canadian. Canadian. Living in Australia. Living, living in Australia. <laughs> and an Irish speaker. And an Irish speaker, yes. Yeah, but that's when you read the tip of the iceberg, I mean, there's so many more. Yeah, Irish people might find this surprising, and if somebody listening to this is like, interested in learning Irish and they're all on their own they might find this surprising as well but there are literally thousands of people across the world uh, learning Irish and there's a great energy around it and the internet provides us with a lot you can watch TG Cahir television online listen to Radio Nagelthachta Irish radio station and just connect with other people isn't it? That's exactly it yeah Yeah. absolutely they'd be surprised whatever state you're in maybe in the United States mm. you know okay not in your town but it could be that there mm. are actual Irish speakers all about around the place. Yeah. yeah so go look for them don't despair and even if you can't find them locally you know there's always a way that maybe we can help you as well along the way but hi Liam I'm fucking with the machine so Gramina Mahagut is up the Kadama Fibre B um, who have uh, earned Cade put Quayle the good bite size Irish Gaelic it's more on Unorshin oh, Dunsa oh no <laughs> thanks to Liam um, so just to finish off this podcast to find out more about the bite size Irish Gaelic podcast go to bitesizeirishgaelic.com forward slash podcast I'm Owen from Bite Size Irish Gaelic and I'd love to hear what you think of this show I'd love to hear your ideas and questions about you know, Irish heritage, Irish culture, Irish language. I'd love to hear from you. So email podcast at bitesizeirishgaelic.com. Thanks to um, Tukumo, who provided the concertina reel used in this episode. So slán Bye for now. <laughs>